Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co co hosts, MJ, here with Scott. What's up, Steven? Hey, guys. And we got some more fantasy football goodness for you today. Um, we're going to start today off with our icebreaker, of course, which will be the president you'd like to hang out with the most or the president you'd like to hang out with, right? Um, I guess it's easy for me. I think Barack Obama, who was president for a large majority of my life that I, you know, and a part of my life I can remember. And he's such a cool dude and he can hoop it. It had to be him. Who's up next? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, and MJ forgot to mention we we're doing this for our icebreaker because it's election, of course. Um, I like your answer, Obama. I think it'd be cool to do a round of golf with him. But I would oh. go with Dwight D. Eisenhower because dude was a five-star general before he was president. Uh, five-star general is only an obtainable rank during wartime, um, and dude was just a total badass. So uh, I'd have to go with Ike. Good taste. Steven? I was probably going to go with old Barack as well, but just so I'm not stealing the same guy, I'm going to go with the man before him, George W. Bush. I feel like, you know, just a nice guy. Like, I feel like he's chill. He's experimented with weed back in the day. Mm. He, uh, I think outside. Texas uh, man outside the white house he can have a good time so fuck like i think he's just a good old guy that that he would be fun to, to spend some time with great selection my my second choice would be fdr of course i love mm. fdr um we're gonna go ahead and roll into our week nine recap we got a couple of games here that we'd like to talk about and um really impress us or showed out a couple things for the future of these teams okay so the first of which are the Dolphins versus the Bears, which was really a coming out party for the offensive rushing um, craziness that is Justin Fields, right? So 15 carries, 178 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he broke Michael Vick's single game rushing yard record for QB, just insanity. Of course, he went 17 for 28, 123, three touchdowns. So that's something. Meanwhile, Tua. 302 for three touchdowns and uh, Tyreek and Waddle, of course, sharing a couple touchdowns uh, as they continue being the best wide receiver duo in the league. And Miami, Miami came out of this winning 35, 32, you guys. Um, I mean, what are our initial thoughts about this, you guys? Is it, Do we think Fields is, is him? Yeah, I'm, you know, if you were going with our hype train segment, I think I am in the train station still, but not quite ready to hop on the train. He's obviously, he's done it. Um, what, like three or four weeks now, like really like 20 plus games. So he's doing really well. Obviously yeah. there's a pretty large floor with the rushing. Um, but I, I don't know. It's still the bears as we know them. So I'm still waiting and seeing, but as far as, I definitely think he's someone that you can, you know, buy weeks, easy, easy fill in there. But I think I need maybe a few more weeks to, to put him into my lineup. Um, but for the Dolphins, honestly scared to talk about him a little bit just because okay. I got Tua and Tyreek, you know, as my stack on my dynasty team. And it's just, they're it's doing tearing up. Tearing it crazy up. well so I'm, I'm afraid to jinx it but it, it truly is like incredible to see and i hope that as much as you know we already know that tyreek hill is incredibly talented i hope just as much that this is truly to us talent that's coming out and showing and uh, i hope that that's going to be sustained for a while one one important note that uh don't love is that uh jeff wilson raheem Mostert did split carries nine and nine so, you know, uh, Mike McDaniel, is that, is, that, is that his last name? Mike McDaniel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, 
he obviously he got Raheem Moster, his guy from San Francisco. He got his guy Jeff Wilson, and seems like he wants to play both of them. So, uh, it it I think Don't know who to trust the duos. Committee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I would be hopping on the field strain if we were doing a hype this week. Um, dudes looked really good the past couple weeks, and in fact, I tried to make a trade for him in our dynasty league uh, before he started popping off uh, just because I am in full rebuild and I was looking for a young quarterback. Uh, couldn't quite get it there. So the trade didn't happen, unfortunately. And now he's pretty much unattainable, but um, yeah, I would definitely rather be starting Justin Fields over like a Rogers or a Stafford or a Brady at this point. That side is huge. And, I don't care what format you're in field should be starting over all three of those guys. Um, yeah. As far as the dolphins go, man, Tua, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Wow. If you've got them on your fantasy teams, uh, you, you, you've got some good players, right? Fireworks, there. maybe. Yeah. Fireworks. Uh, yeah. Like Steven mentioned with Jeff Wilson getting traded to the dolphins. Uh, hate it now. Because uh, I had Jeff Wilson after Eli Mitchell went down in one league, and as soon as CMC got traded over to San Francisco, and we saw how that all turned out, end up dropping him. Um, and of course, now he's not available, so that kind of stinks. And then also having Mostert in one league, you hate to see Jeff Wilson come in and take half of the carries. So uh, it looks like it could be a full running back by committee moving forward, and that's just no bueno for anybody. All great points, you guys. And I mean, yeah, what a what an awesome offensive splash, which I wasn't expecting, honestly. Honestly, I was not expecting this, and uh, this was a treat, really. Yeah, and it was really cool getting to see the Bears, uh, you know, who we pretty much have counted out, go toe-to-toe with the Dolphins, who, you know, as recently as last week, we were talking about being legit playoff and, and or Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, and um, speaking of surprises, this brings us to our next game, the Bills versus the Jets, in which the Jets pulled off the W, winning 20-17. to 17. Yes, J-E-T-S, Jets. Um, Josh Allen didn't, wasn't really looking himself. Uh, 18 for 34, 205 with two INTs. Um, he did get two rushing touchdowns, um, nine for 86, two TDs. Um, Diggs, five for 93. Uh, Davis had a couple bad drops as well. I mean, it was it was tough. People were getting lost in the sauce uh, over Sauce Gardner there. Um, telling you guys, this guy's a, this guy's a fiend. Um, Zach Wilson, pretty efficient, 18 for 25, 154, one touchdown. Uh, Michael Carter getting 12 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then Garrett Wilson, eight receptions, 92 yards, uh, and just shrugging people, shrugging defenders off them all day. I mean, it, are the Jets, I mean, are they a thing? Scott, what do you think? Yo, after watching this last game against the Bills, the the Jets are legit, man. They're six and three right now. Um, they've looked really good, and and let's remind everybody out there, they're doing all this without their young stud running back, Brees Hall. Um, Michael Carter, Michael Carter has been uh, pretty great filling in for him, um, and they started utilizing James Robinson this past game as well. Uh, the two of them look like a pretty solid one-two punch in Brees Hall's absence. Um, you know, I, I would definitely consider them a playoff contender over, you know, some early playoff contenders that we were considering, um, you know, especially like the Broncos, the Raiders going into the season. I think uh, most people consider the Broncos a playoff contender and definitely don't think that way anymore. But uh, the Jets could legit find themselves in a wild card spot. Yeah, Steven? You know that I can't get on board yet. It's the Jets. 
you know, they've got to prove it first completely. Right. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. They're six and three. They just beat what I would have called the best team in the NFL. Uh huh. They got something They're uh, They are a thing. I don't know if they are a thing that can sustain success. I don't trust Zach Wilson. I think they have a really solid I defense. Don't either. Yeah. Um, like you said, Sauce Gardner, sick. But uh yeah, I don't I don't trust Zach Wilson. I don't think you know, I, I like Michael Carter and James Robinson, but don't think that there's necessarily anything special in that backfield. So yeah, I'm still on the the wait and see with, with the Jets. Yeah, and that goes and moves us on to the next game, which will be Green Bay versus Detroit. Mm. Um, honestly, it wasn't really that pretty a game. Um, it, it was a defensive slugfest in, in which I just Green Bay just couldn't get it done. And Aaron Rodgers here with 23 for 43 attempts. 291, one touchdown, three INTs. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure those were in the in, in the red zone. Um Aaron Rodgers with leading the team in rushing yards. Um, I do think Aaron Jones did get injured. Um and I do hope, wish him the best. And I do have Alan Lazard here with four receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, other than that, I don't recognize any of these other two names here, Degura Toure, um, <laughs> um, golf going 14 for 26, uh, 137 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Uh, Williams getting the majority of these carries today. Swift being held out, which is just killing me. That's just killing me. Uh, need him to be a hundred percent. Uh, Amon Ra with four for 50, 55 and then Swift for three for 40. Um, I really hope I really hope this Detroit Detroit offense gets clicking again, and I think you especially, Stephen, <laughs> you have this offense right. I mean, how how long do you think it's going to take for these guys to get moving? And we'll get onto the Packers in a bit here too. Yeah, I really can't. I really can't be too optimistic about the Lions when I'm over here crapping on the Jets. But you know, I just what we saw the first what was it? two to three weeks it was crazy yeah they, they mm -hmm. were just blowing it up offensively and i just i don't know what you know i know that like you said there's been injuries to swift i'm on ron state brown got injured but i i am gonna be optimistic and i think that they can get it back together there's just too many good pieces on this offense um you know, William, Jamal Williams has proved that he can fill that role for DeAndre Swift. So when you have both of them, that's, like I said, that's a pretty hot backfield. Oh, yeah. St. Brown is crazy talented. I think once he's back to full health, I think, I'm hoping at least that Jared Goff can can get it back together. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that they, they will get a little better. You know, the defense is still going to be pretty horrendous. Um so I don't. I, I think they'll still be playing from behind. So from a fantasy fantasy perspective, I think the offense will give us lots of points. But you know, the lines themselves, I don't see doing too well going forward. And for the Packers, um, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers finally has taken some blame. Not saying that he came out and said that it's his fault, but he said that this. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show, and he said yep. that he didn't uh -huh. play a great game. Um, I did think it was really funny that he straight up said it was not the Lions defense that did anything. It was completely the Packers not doing well. So um, just wanted to point that out that he wanted to make it clear that the Lions were definitely not good. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But anyways, yeah, I, I again, obviously Rodgers is lacking weapons, but I think it's about time that he's taken a little bit of blame and mm – -hmm think he he did not have a good game and i think if he did he i mean what they only lost by uh six points there so i think even if he's grounded together you know a few i don't know a few more yards got into the end zone um they could have won that game so 
it's uh it's not looking good for the Packers though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's looking rough. I mean, Scott, if you had a choice, I'd, I mean, I guess if you had a choice of a, a player from this team or two players of this team, other than well, one, I'm sorry, one player other than let's say Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard, who would you want on this team? Well, you you picked the two that I was going to pick. Um, maybe Tunyon if I needed a tight end. Uh, maybe Dylan if Aaron Jones is out long term. Dylan definitely has not yeah. been the one B to Jones's one A as uh, Lafleur said he was going to be this year. So, um, yeah, I, I guess probably those two. Um, I would definitely uh, second what Steven said. And, you know, I've kind of been the last to really get on board with this, that Rodgers needs to be doing it even without weapons. Uh, this game really looked ugly for Aaron Rodgers. The The picks were not uh, – I, I don't even know if there's such a thing as a pretty pick, but, like, they were 100% his fault. Yeah, the wow. defense has made, made great uh, receptions – um, and made great plays to get there, but it was 100% Aaron Rodgers just throwing terrible passes. Um, it was tough. I I would say that I almost feel like the Lions winning this game uh, probably saved Dan Campbell's job a little bit. I, I feel like with how the hype they had going into the season, especially with hard knocks and with all the talent they have on that offense, um, the way they started, I feel like he had to have been – if if not in a hot seat, in a very warm seat, and this this probably cooled it down a little bit, uh, especially winning, you know, arguably the best team in that division, uh, winning winning a mm-hmm. rivalry match with them. Um, but yeah, I, I hope this Lions offense turns it around. Um, DeAndre Swift, if if he's healthy, play him. If not, let him rest until he's fully healthy. You know, there's a lot of teams out there, one of mine's included, where you have both Swift and Williams, and it would be nice to play one and not the other and know which one to pick uh, instead of having this coin flip every week. Um, but also, you know, I'd like to highlight here that even with a struggling Rodgers, um, this Lions team that's supposed to have this really great offense, they, they did only win by six points. So that's also very telling that the Lions are not a great team. Um They've been looking a little rough, which kills me because, yeah, the hard knocks vibe. The hard the hard knocks wave of confidence, the belief. You have the people behind them. Um, wishing the best. We're moving on to our next set of – our last set of game. Last game set, which is Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. And really what we had here was a good, good old New England clam chowdering, right? Uh, Bill Belichick just, I mean, I feel so bad for Sam Ellinger, man. He got, he got roasted. He got worked mentally. I, I mean, don't the whole feel team bad. Did. I don't feel NFL bad. She's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really not much to say. Nothing acknowledgeable for the Colts. So I'm not even going to go over them, but Mac Jones, 20, uh, 20 for 30, 147, one touchdown. Ramondre Steven, Stevenson, um, 15 carries for 60 yards. He did receive uh, three for 10 and a touchdown. Hunter Henry leading uh, leading the team for four for 50. Um, I mean, this was just a good old defensive standoff with, the, with New England getting a lot of turnovers um, and really controlling the game. I've... Um, I guess does anyone want to add anything about the game or yeah, a couple of takeaways. I yeah. mean, you know, obviously the Colts suck, but I am just still curious, like are like can the Patriots compete? Like they they were definitely gritty last year and you know, got into the playoffs as a wild card. And I just don't know if they're a similar team like that from last year, or you know, that defense is obviously still good, but I guess I'm still Still up in the air on that since, uh, like I said, the Colts are so bad, it, it's hard to get anything from this game. But I will say from the Colts' perspective, man, Jim Ursay, he's just saying, let's 
clean house. Um, obviously, they fired Frank Wright, bringing in former center Jeff Saturday um, from mm -hmm. the Colts Ring of Honor. You know, I, I think I laughed actually when I heard this for the first time. Um, you know, again, I don't, I don't know what all experience Saturday has as a coach. I think he coaches a football team in Georgia, high school football team. Sorry, um, I'm pretty sure that's the extent of his uh, professional coaching experience. So again, great football player. I just am so curious as to how this is going to work out, but uh, I don't feel great if I have Jonathan Taylor or Michael Pittman on my fantasy team right now. Um, you know, if you have any Colts, it better be those two. But apart from that, I'm, I'm a little scared. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots are the fourth best team in a four team division. I don't see them making the playoffs, um, mm -hmm. regardless of how telling or not telling this game was. Unless all three wild card spots out of the AFC come out of the NFC East, which I highly doubt that'll happen. I, I just don't see the Patriots getting in over the Dolphins and at this point the Jets. Yeah. Um, even though the Pats did beat the Jets head to head. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of coaches, you know, getting fired with the Lions, the Colts actually did fire the coach. So um, hopefully things start changing because, you know, if you drafted JT 1.01, it's it's probably been not a great year fancy for you. Um, we'll see what happens moving forward with, with Jeff Saturday. Yeah, great, great points all around, everybody. And we got a little scott alert here scott what you got for us yeah so before we move into our next segment this is a psa for all fantasy players out there and football fans we have another international game this coming sunday it is the first ever germany game uh and it is going to kick off at 8 30 central 9 30 eastern time uh and We've got the Seahawks versus the Buccaneers, little Germany showdown. So make sure you set your lineups. If you've got any Seahawks or Buccaneers players, look at the headlines Saturday night, wake up Sunday, make sure you have a good lineup. We also have trade deadlines coming up in most fantasy leagues. Uh, I know across my three Yahoo leagues, they're all Saturday, November 19th. So not this weekend, but next weekend. So if you're trying to do any last minute trading, now is the time to do that. And I'm pretty sure in most leagues, the trade has to be finalized or completed past the, uh, the veto period before that deadline. So if you make a trade on the 18th and you have a two day veto period it's not going to be completed before the deadline the trade's not going to go through so make sure you know your league settings and get those trades completed last but not least tomorrow which by the time you listen to this will have been yesterday uh we'll just say november 9th we have hard knocks in season premiering uh and that's going to be the arizona cardinals so if you've got HBO Max, or even if you don't, find a way and watch it. Hard Knocks is a lot of fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. And we are now going to move into our next segment, which is going to be love-hate for the week. And I will start with my love. My love is Deontay Foreman of the Carolina Panthers. Yes, he is coming off a terrible terrible fantasy performance i know because i started him but i am mm -hmm. starting him with confidence this week because he's going against the atlanta falcons and uh that should ring a little bell because two weeks ago they also played the atlanta falcons division opponent you play them twice a year they happen to be playing them the second time one week removed let me give you a little reminder of what he did against the falcons two weeks ago in week eight 26 rush attempts 118 rushing yards three rushing touchdowns for 31.8 fantasy points. Is he going to repeat that? Probably not, but he's 
going to have a solid fantasy day, and I think you should be confident starting him this week. My hate, on the other hand, is Terry McLaurin. And this has everything to do with who they are facing. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the first time they played him, he did put up 13.2 fancy points, but I think he is going to get shut down by the Eagles defense. Um, I think Slay will probably line up on him again. And uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it being a good week for scary Terry. Steven, what you got? So I'm going off of the wonderful upcoming Germany game this Sunday with a couple of guys from that game, from the same team, and starting with my love of Kenneth Walker the third. Let's go, baby, always. And, I mean, let me tell you, averaging over 21 points a game over the past four games. Oh, oh. Yes, Tampa's pretty good against the run, but I think they are going to have to rely heavily on Kenneth Walker and, you know, again, you know, I think the Bucks have struggled a little bit lately. Kenyon Drake and Carolina running backs were able to run all over them. But, uh, you know, not saying that that would be the norm, but I do think that Kenneth Walker is more talented than all of those guys. And, again, leading into my hate, I think they're going to have to lean on Kenneth Walker because my hate for the week is, sadly, Geno Smith, who – Normally I love, I will be starting him probably in two leagues this week. So I hate that it's my hate, but uh, traveling to Munich, I just don't know if he's ready for, uh, for these bright lights at Allianz Arena. Um, <laughs> I don't know how long this flight is, but we're talking Seattle to Munich. I think it's at least a 12 to 15 hour flight. Um, it's at least what, like six to get across the U.S. and then you have to jump across the pond and then some. So yeah, I, th- I think it's probably around a fifteen-hour flight. So, anyways, that's a it's a long ways to go for a week, you know. And uh, again, I think I think he, it is he might just crumble under under the spotlights of Munich. Um, and there's only been two quarterbacks this year that have gotten over twenty points against Tampa Bay. So for that reason, again, sadly, my hate is Geo Smith. Okay. Um, great ones, Steve-O. Um, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The Chicago Bears have something, something to look forward towards. And my love for this week, of course, is Justin Fields. And not after. Not only because he set, you know, single QB rushing record, it's because he's facing the Detroit Lions defense. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, bad defense versus bad defense, it's it's going to be a shootout. And uh, the over-under, I'm pretty sure, is, let's see, I had it here a second ago, 48 and a half. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns. So love, 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 Justin. And it's going to be, it's going to have to center around him scoring the touchdowns or facilitating. So um, my hate's going to be Najee. And uh, only because, oh, a couple things. Saints have been able to uh, shut down Jacobs just a couple weeks ago after he'd been popping off. Also, I just think he, he's just in his head. I think he's just in his head. And Jalen Warren's getting the start this week, according to Tomlin. There's gonna they're gonna be exploring options, so he's definitely my hate. Uh, and with that, uh, that'll actually bring us to our next segment, and that's me hosting on the clock, um, which I hope will be rather competitive and allow us to get our creative juices flowing. Is there anyone who'd like to go first? I'll take it. Okay. Steven, I'll give you I'll give you 30 seconds. I don't think this is that bad. Steven, well, with a new quarterback being installed and their head coach being fired, how long do you foresee or do you foresee uh, a rebuild going for the Colts? 
I guess we're just talking years wise here. Yeah. Um, do you think it will take years or? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we got Colts, Jags. Forty-five. We'll, yeah. We'll no, no, no. We're good. We're good. I'll finish it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Colts won't be in the playoffs for at least three more years. Um, you got Jonathan Taylor. You got Michael Pittman, and everything else is shit. So yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Stephen. Scott, you ready? TikTok. All right. I'm. I. I'll actually give you forty-five seconds for this one. Okay. So, Sweet. Scott. After this balanced and bombastic performance by Justin Fields, how high or uh, well, or does this catapult him in the 2023 fantasy drafts? As in for Dynasty, excuse me. Okay, first thing I was going to say is it depends, and that would be on format, but for Dynasty specifically, it still depends if it's a super flex. Super flex, uh, correct. Okay, if it's super flex, then I think it definitely catapults him into top 12. I think he should okay. be at least the number one starter for one team, um, unless you know, you're a lucky person that gets two really good quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I think top 12 at a minimum. Uh, I think easily could be top eight. You know, Only time will tell with that, but he should definitely be drafted – very high in super flex dynasty leagues uh, that are starting up in 2023. Great. Awesome. 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 Uh, great replies to these questions, you guys. Um, I'll try and get them a little bit more uh, descriptive next time, but awesome job. No, those are uh, great. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to MFK. Um, and I think Steven, you're leading this one this week. Let's do it. So, as I mentioned to you guys offline, I'm making a little trip to La La Land this week, Los Angeles. So, got an MFK related to some LA guys. The options are Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers, Gerald Everett, tight end, also for the Los Angeles Chargers, and former... Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. So we got Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, and Odell Beckham Jr., whose future is a mystery. Who wants to take it? Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Uh, I think my kill is the easiest, and that's simply because, like you said, his future is a mystery. That's OBJ. We don't know where he's going to land, and that – really says it all um the front runners that i've seen coming out today are the cowboys and the bills if he goes to the bills he I, I don't know if he'll be better than uh gabe davis on the depth chart i think it'll be really close between them two for wide receiver two and if he goes to cowboys he will get that wide receiver two uh spot after cd um but i just i don't know how comfortable i feel throwing him into my starting lineup immediately, you know, at least give him a few weeks to learn the playbook, whatever team he goes to. Um, now, if there's a surprise and he ends up somewhere like the Packers, I think he could immediately become the wide receiver one on that team. But we don't know where he's going to go, if he's going to go anywhere yet. So for that reason, I'm, I'm killing him right now. Um, I'm going to fill trades for Gerald Everett. Um, he's been a solid tight end starter this year, especially at a very weak position. Um, and I don't think me fielding trades forever is anything negative towards him. I just think Mike Williams has the higher upside. And I know I'm the first to say to compare players to Mike Williams, you know, uh, in my opinion, the biggest boomer bust player there is right now. But with Keenan Allen being as hurt as he's been this year and how many games he's missed, Mike Williams has basically been the wide receiver one that offense besides mm -hmm. maybe Austin Eckler. Um, and so when Mike Williams is healthy, because obviously he missed last week, uh, I I see him being a very solid uh, wide receiver to starter on fantasy teams. MJ? Yeah, I absolutely, I mean, 
Mike Williams, when he eats, he eats. And I just, that's the thing that kind of just stinks about it all. It's just, you know, he might put up 33 points one week and the next give you 1.8. I mean, it's insane, but just because of how boom it can be, yes, I'll have to marry Mike Williams. And I'll absolutely field trades for Everett because of how scarce the tight end position's been this year. I mean, absolutely. And he, he's been getting a lot of points. He's been targeted in the end zone. Uh, he's been a, a focal point of the offense with, you know, Keenan Allen being out. And I'll have to kill OBJ. I mean, he's awesome, sick player, but th- these players are in the, in the right now in the best position. So I'm almost there with you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am going to marry Mike Williams again just due to the upside. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. injured right now. So I think he's going to be out for a few more weeks. But I think that boom, boom upside makes me want to have him on my team, especially if I'm looking to, to win a game down the stretch. I'm going to fill trades for OBJ. Again, if I'm looking for a guy to either boost me into the playoffs when the time comes or – Maybe winning my championship if I if I am in in the playoffs at that point. I think that you know we saw what OBJ did with the Rams when he came in at the end of the year. It's looking like he's going to be healthy whenever he joins the team, and I just like the upside of having him to plug and play into my lineup. Gerald Everett, he's not winning us any games, guys. Yeah, you know I know we're saying that he's been solid for a tight end, but he's had over ten points three times this year. So, I mean, we're mm. talking, which, which again, position is scarce. So if we're talking, you know, by comparison, he's doing quote unquote solid. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, he's, he's for sure not winning you any games. Um, so for that reason, I'm killing Everett again, get that, that position itself is not great, but especially fingers crossed, Keenan Allen's coming back. I think I'm going to cut down on Everett's, targets so uh for that reason gonna kill everett the number he's the number 10 ranked fantasy tight end so barely top 10 doors still uh, except, but but i but i know uh, like perspective is that he's done really well but that's just how compared, bad yeah. is. Mm-hmm. um but uh scott you want to take it next who's your mfk yeah i'll go next um so my MFK this week are all running backs. Okay. Who, regardless of format, were most likely drafted in either round one or round two of your draft this year. Um, they were all top 10 running backs off the board. And for one or multiple of the following reasons, have just not panned out this year the way people had planned and are really hurting fantasy teams. Uh, Either they've been hurt, they've had really bad offensive lines, they've had really bad play calls, uh, or or just dumb coaching decisions in general, or a combination of those things. And of course, I'm talking about Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and Najee Harris. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Najee Harris. I am going to... Mary DeAndre Swift. I think uh-huh. he is going uh-huh. to get healthy. I think he's going to be the focal point of that Lions offense, which as we talked about earlier, I think they're going to hopefully get it back together a little bit. And uh, again, he's got that pass catching upside. So I want him on my team down the stretch. Going to field Jonathan Taylor for the name. Again, I am not, you know, I would still take him on my team, honestly. So, again, I guess if you're going to fill trades, fill trades with me because I'll still take him. But also what we talked about earlier, the culture trash, and they're going to be playing from behind and don't think that Taylor's going to have a lot of opportunities to just run the rock. So fill them trades for him, but can't marry him this time. And then Najee Harris, oh, Najee, Najee, Najee. Um, I love the guy. I think he's so good, great person. But it's it's not his fault. I think the the Stillers, I mean, maybe less trash than the Colts now, but 
I think they've had every chance to let Najee be the focal point of their offense, and it just hasn't happened yet. So for that reason, I got to kill Najee. Yeah, um, I will 100% agree, of course, with killing Najee. Um, I just, like I said, he's just in his head. He's trying to do too much. He just needs to run and run through people. I'll have to marry JT. Um, I think now, I mean, specific, not necessarily redraft, but let's say in Dynasty, especially, I think this is a great, you know, great to pick him up. We've seen him do it, and he's still young. I mean, I'm, I'm not worried necessarily in the long term. Um, I'll definitely have to field trades for Swift. I, if I won, yeah. I mean, Swift's awesome. He's got that. He's got that big boom potential, and I love him. He's just going through an injury injury part of the season, but that's part of what, who he is, right? So I'll field some trades for him. See if anyone uh, is a little bit more confident in him at this part of the year. Think he he can turn it around. Scott. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it's very important here to distinguish between redraft and dynasty because for me it, it changes pretty drastically um i will start with redraft so this season specifically i'm going to marry swift um i think his biggest issue has been the health he mm-hmm. seems to be getting healthier um, and therefore i'm going to marry him jonathan taylor he's had the health issues the terrible offensive line and terrible coaching decisions uh the coaching decisions hopefully are going to get better now that there's a new coach and he's also getting healthier. So now it's just the terrible offensive line. So I'm going to fill trades for Jonathan Taylor, like I've been trying to do for the past few weeks. Uh, and I'm going to unfortunately have to kill Najee because he still has the terrible offensive line, mm-hmm. not great uh, play calling, um, even though he has been healthy. Um, however, for dynasty uh, i definitely have to change that up and i'm actually going to move all three of them to a different spot i'm going to marry jt um i I still think he's just more of a stud than the other two and if they fix that offensive line um i I think it'll do wonders for him and uh, i think he's got a lot left in the tank uh i'm going to fill trades for naji actually um, I, I also think that they can beef up that offensive line um, and he can return to his 2021 form. Um, and it's not that I hate Swift any less. I think just the other two have the better potential. And I think with Jamal Williams being as good as he's been this year, um, he, he gives Swift a little more competition than I think most people would give uh, Williams credit for. And so for that reason in, in dynasty, I'd have to kill Swift, but I, Obviously, if you have any of these three, um, they are players that you can running backs that you can build a team around. Um, hopefully, for the next three to four years or so. This might be Scott's most biased take of the entire podcast season. He has Najee Harris on his team, so he's wanting our listeners out there to take trades for him. No question, Swift is the guy to have between those two. But anyways, we can move on to MJ's. No, no bias in there at all. I legit think Najee is better for Dynasty. And there's a reason that I drafted Najee over Swift. Still believe that. Also, to be fair, I have DeAndre Swift. So, uh, and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I'm actually covering a couple of uh, these late round dead zone running backs that um, – I guess we didn't really think or I personally didn't think we're going to produce any this year or as much, but we'll see. Uh, So first of which is Miles Sanders. I had poor doubts about him and I've been completely wrong. Um, Ramondre, who I thought was going to do well, but he was in the lower ranks and Jamal Williams. Who's up to the plate? Yeah, I'll go first this time. Um, so too many people hyped up Stevenson too early on in the preseason, and so he ended up going earlier than he should have um, in pretty much every single draft yeah. that I was in. 
which is unfortunate because I wanted him and I still want him. He would be my Mary, uh, regardless of format. I think I would take him in both uh, dynasty and redraft. He'd be my Mary. Um, I see him being the guy in the new England backfield for, for a while, at least um, the other two, both a part of running back by committees. You could say, um, man, it's tough. I, I think Sanders just being on the better offense, getting more opportunities mm-hmm. in the red zone than Jamal Williams. I got, I got a uh, Phil trace for Sanders and kill Williams in redraft. Um, and in dynasty, it, it depends if I'm the swift owner, I definitely would rather have Williams. Um, and I, I don't know about Sanders. I, I think, Man, that's tough. I think in Dynasty, I'm going to filtrate for Williams and, and kill Sanders, but it's it's closer in Dynasty than it is for me in Retraft. Steve? Mary Ramondre, filtrates for Miles Sanders, kill Jamal Williams. Pretty simple. Yeah, I. that's exactly how mine is. Do you have anything you want to add, Steven? Um, I knew Stevenson was doing well. I didn't know how well he was doing. I just looked up how his year is doing. Obviously, I'm sure MMJ, you know how well he's doing. But oh yes, I just yes, looked at his yeah his stats and wow, he's killing it. Um, one, two, three, four. Running back eight on the year, which is crazy. Um, a Patriots running back. Um, yeah, so I mean, without a question, marrying him, Miles Sanders is the number one running back on the Eagles. DeAndre Swift has not been healthy, which has boosted Jamal Williams. So, yeah, for that reason, building Sanders and killing Williams. Yep, absolutely. Uh, checks checks for me. Checks for me. Um, and actually, we're going to go back to you, Stephen, for a jukebox. For a jukebox. Juke. Juke. Let's do it. Got a couple of colorful songs for you guys today give me that beep give me that beat boy i'll give you the beat to <laughs> what's that song Free my soul. Yeah, that one um anyway so we got a couple of colorful songs today first we will start with scott who you're welcome i'm giving you another taylor swift song off of her new album this one called lavender haze Lavender, of course, in the purple family. So, of course, we're talking about the first place Vikings and the first place Ravens, our purple teams in the NFL. I might be missing another one, but those are the prominent ones, at least right now. Um, Between these two teams, the Vikings and the Ravens, which team do you think has the best chance of making a playoff run? And separately for fantasy, would you rather have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook on your team, or Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews? Ooh, all right. Uh, definitely going to answer the uh, first question um, about the playoff run, and uh, those are the only two teams uh, with actual purple um, as one of their primary colors. I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, I think they are going to easily win the NFC North this year. Um, the Ravens have a lot more competition with the Bengals and uh, the Browns might make the late push here, uh, especially when Deshaun comes back. Um, I, I think they have the overall better team to just uh, obviously not a better quarterback, but better weapons for their quarterback for sure. Um, man, second question, a little bit tougher. So Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, or Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. That is tough because you got a quarterback and a tight end in one and a wide receiver run back in the other. Oh man. Uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be biased here. I'm gonna go with my boy JJ, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Um I think it's very, very close though. Um it it hundred percent depends on what else you have. Uh, what else is available? Um, Mark Andrews has also been a little hurt lately. Um, so that hasn't helped matters. Uh, I think healthy Mark Andrews, I might go the other way. Hmm. I could hear you reasoning it out in your voice, and you still decided to go with Justin Jefferson, just blind loyalty. 
Um, MJ, without going too far into it, which which one are you taking out of those pairs? Ooh. Listen, I don't... Quick answer. Just Jefferson is... Less. I, I... Listen, I just... That's a lot of pressure. I was just so in... in yeah, I have to go JJ. You're going to go JJ Cook I'll over... Go, hey. And this is coming from the Lamar Jackson dynasty owner. Well, I just his weapons are down. That's that's just it for me. It's just I know that if Mark Andrews is him out there, a guaranteed two to three touchdowns a game, like that's the assumption. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mm, JJ. Okay. Cook's been showing out for me, so. I do have to say that as well. I, I do believe their their um, their floors are relatively high. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's not a wrong answer, but for me, I don't know. It's pretty easy. I'm thinking I'm taking Lamar is. Jackson and Mark Andrew. Um, I love I love my tight end differentiation. <laughs> um, yeah. So give me Mark Andrews for the chance, and we all know the floor that Lamar Jackson has. So I think that's the pair that I would take. But totally get the Jefferson Cook pairing so with that moving over to mj your song is golden hour by i don't even know if this is a word or just letters but it's jvke i believe this is a song that got popular off of tiktok um he basically just created this song and then it got really big really nice pretty song take a listen when you have a chance but um again it's called golden hour so of course we're going to talk about teams that are in the golden family or yellow family. And again, going back to some LA teams, the okay. five and three chargers and the three and five Rams. Um, so the couple of questions for you, MJ one is Matt Stafford done from a fantasy perspective, just this year and going forward. And two is Justin Herbert, a top 10 QB going into 2023 for redraft. Okay, I think for the first question, um, I do not think he's done. I don't think it's done. Ben Jefferson's coming back. Um, I think just more offensive weapons are uh, are clicking. Allen Robinson has finally started to make some noise. Um, he's actually been performing pretty well from what I've been watching. I think out of anybody who can kind of get this team back together, I think Sean McVay can can get this thing, get this whole thing moving in the right direction. Um, I believe they will. And your second question uh, about Justin Herbert, I for reference, if it helps at all, right now he looks like he's the number fourteen QB on the season. Okay, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, you know, if he had Keenan in this entire year, I think we would be thinking. I wouldn't have a, any bit of a doubt if if. Had, he had all his weapons. I he's going to have another year under Staley, and I I hope I hope they'll be able to get together. I, I'm willing to even say top top five QB next year. Top five. All right. So I'm just going to name out a list of names and just stop me when you're going to take Herbert over one of these guys. Oh my. <laughs> all right. Josh Allen. Oh. Patrick Mahomes. Uh huh. Lamar Jackson. Uh huh. Jalen Hurts. Mm. Kyler Murray. Uh, stop. I, I would take Herbert over Murray. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow? Yes. Herbert over Burrow? Yeah. Why are you working my brain? <laughs> Just yeah. curious. He's trying to get close. No, no. I would not take Herbert over Burrow. Uh, definitely Burrow. Fields? Yes, yes. I'll take him over Fields. Um, Tua? Yes, I would. Yes. Okay, so I mean, probably the back back in the top ten, but it sounds like it's still an easy top ten for you. But just curious, I wanted to wanted to see if it was. Those are some hard names you listed. Yeah, there. harder harder than expected. I think I think he's definitely, you know, he was in no question what top three to five this year. So there's uh, obviously I think a little little more mm-hmm. questions going into to next year so uh yeah great great responses guys with that let's wrap it up with some fantasy flash all right fantasy flash week nine recap mm-hmm. on thursday night football 
Damien Pierce had more fantasy points from rushing than Jalen Hurts. Steven and MJ got that right. So baby. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Henry had more total fantasy points than Travis Kelsey. We all picked that. Uh, and then Monday Night, Kamara had under one and a half touchdowns. He had zero. I got that one right. Our current standings, MJ, 14, 9, and 1. Steven, 14, 9, and 1. And me, 11, 12, and 1. So uh, all of our records got slightly better, uh, but I didn't catch up at all. So here's to trying again this week. Thursday night football. We have the Falcons versus the Panthers. More fantasy points. Cordero Patterson. Or Deontay Foreman, and I picked Foreman. Holy smokes! Oh, you know I got to take my guy CP3. CP3, Cordero Patterson. I honestly, yeah, I'll have to take CP3. <laughs> oh baby, come on, let's let's get there. He goes. There he goes, Scott. <laughs> this is this is my chance. All right, Sunday. This is a uh, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff game. Okay. Vikings versus Bills. Mm-hmm. More receiving yards. Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs. You know I'm going with my boy, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you know I'm going with Diggs. Diggs. Because you're going Diggs. Jefferson, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. I, 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 I just learned that Josh Allen is going to be playing. So oh, confirmed? Uh, yes. That's good to know. I, I just you know witnessed – this massacre by the Jets this past weekend. So uh, let's see if they can fix their problems from that first. Uh, Monday night football, Commanders versus Eagles. I haven't made a pick on this one yet, so I'll let you guys go first. Over or under three and a half total passing touchdowns. So it doesn't matter which team, three and a half total passing touchdowns, over or under. Yeah, that's, that's a good little line there. I know. That's oh, tough. That's tough. That's tough. Heineke. Oh, oh, shoot. Heineke hurts. I mean, we got Goddard. We got Devontae Smith. We, of course, got A.J. Brown from the Eagles. We got McLaurin. We got Samuel. Trying to talk me into it. Yeah, he's trying to. He's baiting us into it. He's baiting us into it. He knows what he wants to do. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna take the over. I think uh, I think we're gonna get at least three touchdowns, passing touchdowns from the Eagles, and uh, I think the Commanders are more likely to pass it than run it in. So give me the over. Let's go. MJ, I'll I'll take. Heineke is going to sling it. They got to sling it. I don't think they're. I'll take the under. Oh, oh, all right. So there's going to be some differentiations between your two scores this week. Uh, I am also taking the under. I think Steven forgot to uh, remember that the Eagles like to run the ball a lot. I think there's going to be exactly three passing touchdowns. Uh, total, and I think there's going to be a couple of rushing touchdowns. I, especially with the Eagles' pass defense, I don't know if the Commanders throw a football into the touchdown. I think they might run one, but that was you tough. Man, like Hurts doesn't throw a bomb. Hey, man, I, I, it's just as easy for him to run a bomb. So um, we will uh, pass that back to MJ to close us out for the evening. Yeah. So uh, awesome episode, you guys. Um, Thank you guys once again for joining me. Um, and talk about fantasy football, which is, as we said, we're right at the halfway point. If you need to make a move, if you want to make a move right now, is the time to make that move. Okay. Um, if you guys have anything to ask or suggest, want to hop on their show, I think we're going to have a guest next week. Hopefully, I'll be in attendance. I'll be in the Philippines, but I'll do my best to be there. Um, it'll actually be like eight, nine in the morning when we're, we'll be doing it. So I'll probably be on, but, uh, anybody, Steven, you got anything to say? First safe travels to the Philippines. Very jealous. and know it's going to be a great trip. So thanks man. 
excited for you for that trip. But, uh, but yeah, guys, let us know if you're out there listening. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts and want to do anything we can to make the show better for you. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Scott? Yeah, thanks to everybody that listens. Uh, special shout out to Mitchell who listens every week. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate the feedback that you provided. Uh, thank you. And thank uh, you. we hope to have you on as a guest here soon. Yeah. And uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning into What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.